things you don't really need to know, but probably should. I'm Kira Revan, and this, this is the Sunday 7. On this week's Sunday 7, we look into the climate crisis, panic about the next pandemic, hear from an extraordinary US Congress investigation about UFOs, and work out how to detect disinformation. But first, on this day in 1898, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg and his brother Wilkie Kellogg invented the flake cereal based on wheat that we now know as cornflakes. The original name, the Battle Creek Toasted Cornflake Company. It's become increasingly difficult for the climate change deniers amongst us to ignore what seems to be an accelerating climate crisis. From heat waves across southern Europe and the US to floods in Japan and Korea, increasing red flags on ocean temperature, melting Antarctic ice sheets and of course the wildfires that have dominated headlines all week. It's clear that something terrible is happening to our planet. Gareth Redmond King is the international lead of the Energy and Climate Intelligence Unit. They're a non-profit initiative that aims to support informed debate on energy and climate issues. He spoke to Kay Burley on Sky News and he says that the world needs to wake up to what is only the beginning of the crisis. Bluntly, this is uh, the new normal. We need to uh, learn to adapt to these higher temperatures. But although this is going to get more frequent, this sort of intense and very hot heat wave, actually it will keep getting worse as we keep emitting uh, greenhouse gases. The crisis and accelerating temperatures is also having unexpected effects across the globe. Siberian permafrost is a relic of the last ice age and it covers vast areas of Russia's Far East but as the planet warms it's starting to melt. The world's biggest permafrost crater is in Batagi and it's begun to expand rapidly as deforestation has exposed the long frozen soil creating what's known as a slump. Nikita Tananaev is from the Melnikov Permafrost Institute and he says there's more to come. Yeah, sure. And the satellite observations prove us that the slump is expanding currently. Toward the future, with increasing temperatures, with high anthropogenic pressure, we will see more and more of those mega slumps forming. Greta Thunberg has been trying to raise the alarm on climate change since 2018 when she started protesting outside the Swedish parliament every Friday. She hasn't stopped, picking up a fine from police in Malmö this week for refusing to leave a protest. I'm disappointed at the system, but I didn't expect anything else than this. Uh, we know that the current laws that we have now are insufficient in addressing the climate emergency. She's reflecting a growing impatience amongst activists that governments and the population at large are failing to understand the urgency of the situation. Just Stop Oil have been making headlines with a dramatic and non-violent protest, which includes stopping traffic and spraying buildings with orange paint. Zoe Cohen from Just Stop Oil explained their rationale on Sky News. Unless people do things that are slightly transgressive, non-violently transgressive, people don't notice the difference. So if I do this, hey, if I sit on the floor in the studio, it's a bit different, isn't it? And it might get noticed because I'm transgressing the rules of an interview. But it's completely non-violent, I'm not threatening anyone, but it's a bit different. Each week we check in on the latest in the world of tech with our resident guru, Will Guyatt. How are you, Will? Yeah, really good, thank you. Let's not talk about X and leave Elon alone for a week. Let's talk Meta instead. They seem to be spending a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, this is really interesting for a couple of reasons because we've all got caught up in AI and artificial intelligence stuff over the last year or six months. But before that, 
Zuckerberg was talking about this brave new future of the metaverse. So much so, they've spent $21 billion since the beginning of last year. Now, we're not talking about Twitter or X this week, but that's basically buying half of Twitter or X. It's a staggering amount of money that they're pumping into something that quite simply nobody is yet buying and nobody yet really cares about. We're not buying it. No one seems to want it. No one's even talking about it. What's happening, do you think, Will? Are they going to surprise us with another Thread-style launch? Mm, I don't think we are. And what's very, very interesting in this story, not tied up with the results, um, Meta's annual results, um, is the fact that we've heard in the last week or so, they're scaling back on the technology that they were planning to use in these new augmented reality devices. So it would appear that their desire to keep spending to the level that they were spending on this project is slowing down. But um, Zuckerberg's bet the house on this, as far as I can see. It's been his, it's his future. It's his way of keeping this place relevant. But then at the same time, he's gone and launched threads at the same time, which is almost the kind of diametric opposite of what he's been promoting in this kind of brave world of AR as you've mentioned, threads. How's that going? We're a month in and again, it seems to have settled down a bit, not hearing much about it anymore. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, this, because um, lots of kind of social media analysts and social media data companies are coming out and saying it's really cooled off, um, you know, it's in trouble, etc, etc, etc. If you look at the numbers, your average social network takes probably... Uh, at least six months, at least six months to get to 100 million users. Some of them took, some of them took years. This one did it in a week, and uh, it's definitely true that not all of those 100 million users are coming back to it. But based on numbers Meta have released, around 25 million of us are still coming back to the service and posting on a regular basis. Thanks, Will. So to come on the Sunday Seven, it's time to prepare for the next pandemic already, and we check into the Seahorse Hotel. It seems like nearly everything has been turned pink by the Barbie marketing department. From a giant 3D doll in Dubai to the lifts in your local shopping centre. So you'd be forgiven for blaming Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig for our next story. We're heading to Lake Tekirigal in Romania, which has suddenly and dramatically turned flamingo pink. Biologist Adrian Bilba says we can't necessarily point the finger at Mattel for this, though. The bacteria end up being the only ones to proliferate, to use a primitive photosynthesis pigment, which has a pinkish colour, and these bacteria also colour flamingos' feathers. This pigment is normal. It is characteristic of salty lakes, concentrated lakes, and ones with a high temperature. The world has more or less shaken off the pandemic with life essentially returning to normal even though COVID-19 remains active and continues to cause deaths. It's no longer among the top 10 causes of death in the UK or Europe. It's important to remember though that while we might think of COVID as the pandemic, it was in fact just a pandemic and there's even possibility that we'll face another one at some point soon. All of the factors that help COVID spread, international travel, close-packed cities, a huge global population remain in place. 
So what's been done to prepare for pandemic too? Chief Executive of the UK's Health Security Agency, Dame Jenny Harris, says that actually we're still facing risks from existing diseases, along with the potential for new ones. We have other uh, infectious diseases which are causing us problems, things we thought had gone away a little bit, or people do. So measles, for example, uh, rising in London very significantly, where there is uh, relatively low vaccination rates, particularly uh, in children. And the things like antimicrobial resistance, of course, are making a strong fight for our lives, actually, as we go forward. Uh, one of the things we are doing is, as we've seen in the pandemic, is use data in a very different way. So we are setting ourselves up to do much more systematic surveillance, both of the infections that we know, but also using things like metagenomics, where you are not following a single pathogen through the use of genomics, but you're looking at the risks associated with the presentation. Still to come on the Sunday 7, we test your ability to detect misinformation and hear some extraordinary testimony about UFOs. Right after this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. The world is a confusing place at the best of times, but with AI, chatbots and Twitter descending into verified boutique hell, it's not always easy to tell what's real and what's not. A new YouGov study in the US shows that younger Americans are actually worse at detecting fake news than their older counterparts. Now, you may be tut-tutting and saying, well, I'd definitely be well able to tell real from fake, so get ready to prove it. The good people at Cambridge University have created what they called MIST. That's a misinformation susceptibility test. We've put a link to it on today's show notes, so go and have a try. The man behind it is on the line now, Dr. Raccoon Martins. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Why do we need to have this test? Shouldn't we just believe what we read? We live in a new type of society. There are many different types of information, many different types of sources of information. And uh, we are also in an era of fake news generated by artificial intelligence. I became interested in the topic of doing research uh, on measuring susceptibility to misinformation. And I saw there was no standardized test, so I set out to do that using fake news generated by GPT and real news headlines from trustworthy sources to figure out how good people actually are in discerning real from fake news. 
At the Smart 7, we run a daily news podcast, so we consider ourselves experts at figuring out what's real and what's fake. But I only scored 15 out of 20. Is that bad? Well, 15, 15 out of 20 is, is a good score. It's, it's on the aver, upper average uh, range. Um, but you may have seen that you got a separate score for uh, fake news detection, for real news detection, for discernment. So it could be, for example, that you're a bit too skeptical in general. And that test tries to get feedback on that as well. I've been told I'm skeptical in the past. Does that make sense? What should we be doing about AI in newsrooms? The test highlights some real dangers, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, but every big change in society, I think that there are some huge potential benefits of using AI because you can also use AI to detect misinformation. We can we let, we let the GPT, Chat GPT, do the uh, the mist test, the misinformation susceptibility test, and it scored 20 out of 20. Maybe even more worrying is that it generated fake news headlines that we thought were true. So uh, and then other headlines that we thought were fake, but they were actually true, but it it, it said it was fake. So it can be really confusing at times. We're putting a link to the test in the show notes. But is there a reason you don't give the correct answers? Is it to stop people like me going back and filling in all the right answers, which would ruin your data? Yeah, uh, there are a couple of reasons for that. The first one is that we, we want to use this test in research as much as possible uh, until people know all the answers to the test, because then it's no longer that valuable for research. So first and for all, it's a research instrument. The second reason is you can actually retake the test and try to learn and try to figure it out. And if you do that, it's a bit more of an intense process. It's not quick and easy, but you, you will learn more. And finally, the, re- the, the correct responses are actually uh, available in the scientific paper that is published with the test. One of the great mysteries of our times has been the existence, or not, of UFOs and alien life. The search for extraterrestrials has consumed dozens of TV shows, movies, books and podcasts, with conspiracy theories abounding about the US government's mysterious Area 51. Now it seems as if the veil of secrecy is finally starting to lift, with the Pentagon publishing videos in 2021 of what it calls unidentified anomalous phenomena, or encounters that they can't explain with flying objects. And now a US congressional hearing got some start new evidence. It's hard to assess how fact-based some of the testimony at Wednesday's hearing is, but it featured a whistleblower who worked for the Department of Defence for 14 years. David Grush claims that the US government has been running secret programmes for years, seeking to reverse engineer crashed craft, but that wasn't his only revelation. As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. That's a pretty big claim, and the Pentagon says they haven't uncovered any cover-up or any verifiable evidence that reverse engineering projects existed in the past. One of the most famous videos is the so-called Tic Tac video, which shows an object behaving in highly unusual ways. And former Commander Favor, one of the pilots involved in that incident, also testified, and he says the evidence is there to be uncovered. You have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels but if you know where to look and who to talk to then you then you have them and former navy pilot ryan graves says we're probably not even getting the full picture in terms of the number of incidents that go on this is an approximation based off of my personal experience speaking with a number of pilots but i would estimate we're somewhere near five percent reporting perhaps so like 95 percent basically don't report seeing uaps that's just my personal estimate
The oceans are troubled places right now between a maritime heatwave, noise pollution and the perils of overfishing. It's a tough time to be a sea creature. And one of the most unique and distinctive fish is a seahorse. In Sydney, Australia, a conservation project focused on the rare white seahorse sees marine biologists constructing unique seahorse hotels beneath the surface of the sea. Mitchell Brennan is the project manager for the Sydney Seahorse Hotel and he explains the rationale behind the scheme. We've seen dramatic population losses, which means that we need to act act now in order to help these guys persist into the future. So the reason that these uh, seahorse species is endangered is through habitat loss, so the loss of things like seagrasses and soft corals. So the seahorse hotels we place out into the wild and over time they will accumulate lots of natural growth, including sponges and algae, and become a suitable habitat for all the seahorses, replacing that habitat that's been lost or degraded in the past. This has been the Sunday 7. However you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with a regular Smart 7 Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.